Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. It's time for some cheap talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome back to Cheap Talk, your cheap trick podcast. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and today I'm joined by Brian Cramp. How you doing, BJ? Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Hello there, ladies and gents. And we have, returning with us, the one, the only, the rock and roll geek himself, Michael Butler. Hello. Not to be confused with that fake Twitter account that's out there. Ah. (laughs) Hello, Ken Mills' family. (laughs) Michael, I'd like to thank you personally on behalf of my brother, uh, I don't want to bring the show down or anything, but uh, you donated to my brother who needs some help this time of year. Uh, he's uh, in a nursing home and he's lost his home. And I just really want to thank you. It means a lot to me. It's, uh, you know, to me, it, that's really what Christmas is about, right? So thank you. Thank you very much. Happy to do it. How is the GoFundMe uh, coming along? It's coming along. It's it's just uh you know it's just starting out kind of. But any of those other uh, winners on the podcast expo uh, Facebook group stepping up to the plate? Uh, not yet, but they haven't really had the opportunity. But uh, we'll 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 see what happens. Oh well, well. <laughs> Who's the asshole now? All right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho. I joke. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to talk to you guys yes yeah we <laughs> we really need a new episode michael did you see that we were in the onion av club uh yeah i did uh, congratulations <laughs> yeah so <laughs> our up. last episode was what yeah, maybe you try to get this one out before christmas yeah that's what we're gonna do so the elves here are decorating and uh the, the trees getting put up and all the presents are being wrapped. You're just now putting up your tree, Ken Mills? Well, no, here at uh, Cheap Talk Central. Oh, okay, okay. You know, at the are you big... A good, are you having any good, a good Christmas? Yeah, it's, oh. it's been a lot of fun. You know, uh, my family likes to watch Christmas movies, and I, I can only take so much of that at a time. Some of them are excellent. Some of them, not so much. I watched the Chevy Chase uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation the other night. I don't know why, but I did. That's a great Yeah, we <laughs> we watched that last weekend. It was a lot better than I re- expected it to be, too, from what I remembered. It wasn't too bad. So, yeah, it's pretty funny. I was surprised. That movie's a classic. Yeah. What are you getting for Christmas, Ken Mills? Oh, I, I honestly have no idea. I always tell people just to get me a case of Diet Dr. Pepper because anything else is... I don't know what to do with, you know what I'm saying? So you're asking for a case of Diet Dr. Peppers for Christmas. Yeah, that's that's like that's like standard Ken gift giving because I know I know it will be used eventually, you know what I mean? What do you hope to get, BJ Cramp? Uh, records. <laughs> I, I have took a, I had a wild guess. What was the, <laughs> I got two two really good vinyls for Christmas already that I'm really happy I got. I, uh, I think I have like four of them under the tree. I could tell what. It's pretty easy to tell what a record is when it's wrapped. Or it's a calendar. <laughs> when they come from Amazon, they're in a bigger box, so you can't really tell until you open them. Yeah. I got. Uh, I got David Bowie 
live at Nassau Coliseum, double vinyl on uh, recorded 1976, two weeks after I saw that concert. That was the first concert I ever went to without my parents. Station to station tour. I got that on vinyl. That was really a nice Christmas present. I got to hear that. I got to hear that. Robert Lawson's book, Still Competition, A Listener's Guide to Cheap Trick is out. And it's cool seeing all the people post pictures of themselves with the book. Uh, I think it's really cool. Well, it was great to see all the Christmas bulbs and stockings and all those sorts of stuff. And people decorating their trees with the various Cheap Trick themed things. That was pretty cool. And one person even made Cheap Trick themed cookies. So that was pretty cool. It was really neat to see all the people in good spirits on the Cheap Talk Facebook page. By the way, we should say happy birthday to uh, Rick Nielsen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday to you. We have returned. Once again, we are back on Cheap Talk and just in time for Christmas Christmas. That's right. We're going to talk about the brand new Cheap Trick album, Christmas Christmas. BJ, what are your thoughts overall on Christmas Christmas by Cheap Trick? Well, I was not overly excited about the idea of a Cheap Trick Christmas album when I first heard about it, and I don't think seeing the album cover got my hopes up very high either, but I like this collection a lot. A lot more than I expected to, that's for sure. Because I didn't really expect much. I, you know, I expected it to be to be fine, but I didn't really expect to get that into it, but <laughs> it's pretty great. So, Michael Butler, your overall thoughts? I was afraid to listen to it. I never listened to Christmas music before Thanksgiving, and uh, I put it off even a couple of weeks or even like two weeks after Thanksgiving. And then I finally listened to it. I was, I was, it, it's better than I was expecting it to be. It has its really, really good moments, and it has its uh, not so great moments, but uh, it's better than I expected. So it sounds like I will probably give it the lowest review of, of the three of us. Uh huh. Well, we will find out. Are we doing the Butler scale, the Rock and Roll Geek scale today? or? Uh, we can if you want to. All righty. Might as well do that. That uh, you know, What is this? How does that work? Well, you, you tell us. You're the man. <laughs> well, if you like the song, you give it a plus one. If you don't like it, you give it a zero. And if it's okay, you give it a half. And then you tally up all the scores and... There are 12 songs on the album, so if you liked all 12, you would give it a 12 out of 12. And if you only liked, if you if you thought they were all okay, you give it a six out of 12. That's the concept, and it usually is a, it's a very scientific, unscientific way of doing it. it usually comes out pretty accurate. Very good. I did a review of. Uh, I do another show called Mad at Dad, and we did a. We reviewed this album, uh, so I my review has since changed a little bit since we did it on the show. Has it gotten better, or is it slightly slightly better? Mm. Well, let's kick it off with the first track, "Merry Christmas, Darlings," written by Rick Nielsen, Robin Zander, and Tom Peterson. It lifts me up this time of year when hearts are full of you touching. So Merry Christmas.
That is not the order of the writing credits, is it? The writing credits is Robin Zander, Rick Nielsen, and Tom Peterson, which which is kind of important because usually when they when they do it that way, that means the main part of the song was written by uh, the first person in the writing credits. Usually, right, right. So Robin Zander has the first songwriting credit, so that's kind of important to, uh, to look at for me at least, anyway. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, what are your thoughts on "Merry Christmas, Darling"? I was pleasantly surprised. It's a very nice Christmas song. It rocks, and I love the la 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 la. It's great. I really like. I was. I give it a plus one. Actually, a big plus one. BJ, your thoughts on "Merry Christmas, Darling"? In my opinion, this is the best original song that the band has released since the latest. I like this song more than any song on the last two albums. Uh, it's a great melody, and I and it. It's a Christmas song, but it's not too Christmassy. So they kind of pulled that off. Where I just think it's a great song, you know, and it's not it's not kind of weighed down by too much of the Christmas song tropes or elements or whatever that would, you know, I I don't know what you have to do to make something feel like a Christmas song. I guess add like sleigh bells or whatever. But right, right. This this is a great song though. I love it. Robin is awesome on it. There's only two original songs on here, but... I would tend to agree with you. It's the most power-pop Cheap Trick song. Yeah, it's a it's a great Cheap Trick song, which there's nothing in the last two albums that I would say is a great Cheap Trick song. So, yeah, I kinda, but that's just my opinion, <laughs> you know. So, okay, so I'm going to register you as a plus one on this. For sure, show, yeah. <laughs> and I give it a plus one. How about you, Ken Mills? I'm going to give it a plus one, but there's that weird section in the middle... Yeah, I can, I agree. I agree. There's that little part that they add in the middle, which is going to stop this from being played on the radio, kind of. You know, I, it seems like they should make a 45 version of it, if you will, a slightly different edit. What do you think the chances of are, are of this song getting played on the radio? I think very good because classic rock stations are looking for something to play. I mean, Billy Squire's song still gets played, you know, his holiday song and... Just every once in a while, every once in a while, you'll hear a Smithereens holiday song or, or whatever, you know. The middle part could have been shorter. I, yeah. I like the, I don't have a problem with the middle part, but it does go on a little long. But when it does come back in, it makes the, um, when it comes back in, it makes it more effective. But it yeah. could have been small, could have been shorter, I agree. Yeah. There's no reason for this to go on for th- three minutes and 45 seconds. So, But having said that, the strengths of the song go back to like uh, the old Phil Spector kind of holiday rave ups that were done, and it, it it kind of calls back to those very cool times. So I give it a, a plus one for sure. Out of the folks on the Cheap Talk Facebook page, "Merry Christmas, Darling" was your second favorite song. We did a poll where we asked folks to let us know their favorite tracks off of Cheap Tricks' "Christmas, Christmas." And out of this, Merry Christmas, Darlings, comes in second place. So there we go. Let's move on to track two, which is the beginning of two songs which have very similar names, right back to back. (laughs) Yeah. The first one is I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day, written by Roy Wood. No stranger to Cheap Trick fans. Oh, man. 
your thoughts on It Could Be Christmas Every Day? Well, if you listen to the beginning of this song, it sounds very similar to the, to the first song on the album, Merry Christmas, Darling. So uh, mm-hmm. Cheap Trick kind of stole this song for the first song on the album. So I would have put it in a different order because it's, it's extremely, extremely noticeable to me that they're, that they're quite similar. But I like the song. I give it a plus one. Very good. Mr. Cramp, your thoughts on I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day? Well, of course, they have to do Roy Wood's Christmas song, which is a, was a huge hit in the UK. Probably they still hear it, you know, constantly at Christmas time over there. And uh, I like this song a lot, and I think Cheap Trick's version of it is great. So, yeah, plus one for me, for sure. I had never heard this song before. Yeah, I'm a huge Roy Wood fan, so. But, yeah, it's it's not like, you know. It's a it's a really big deal over there. Just like the Slade song that's on here is he, that's their biggest hit ever, you know, in Europe. But mm-hmm. uh, so these are like standards in Europe. These, this song and the Slade song. But yeah, you never hear it over here. So right, right. I'm gonna give it an, another plus one. No comments about it. Nobody else notices that the that the beginning of this song sounds a lot like the entire previous song. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's one of the problems with the album, problems in quotes, you know, because it, I don't know who listens to albums anymore. I don't know whether they, you know, shuffle things about or whatnot. But uh, when you're listening to this as an album, there's a couple times that this redundancy happens. Well, that's because to, to make something have a feel, a feel of a Christmas song, there's just like certain elements that have to be there i guess you know to just come out and say that cheap trick stole this song for the first song yeah well it's perfectly fitting (laughs) for cheap trick to be influenced by roy wood you know that's been their whole career so they did a good job stealing it i like merry christmas darlings more i do too actually i do too yeah I, i i believe i like merry christmas darlings better as well so we so so far we are all three perfect albums we all three think it's perfect so far Mm -hmm. so i give it a thumbs up and a a plus one so but like you know you have to have that like up tempo bouncy major chord type to make it a christmas song i guess so that's what merry christmas darlings that is and so is this song this one comes in number six uh, as far as your favorite track off of this album so huh Came in at number six. Yeah, it's at in the number middle. six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it any of you guys' favorite song on, on the album? No, it's not. No, no, this is not my favorite track on the album for sure. But uh, it's 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 respectable coming in as the Cheap Talk Facebook page number six favorite song off of Christmas Christmas, which brings us to track three. Did anyone ever think that Jimmy Fallon and Horatio Sands would have a writing credit on a Cheap Trick record? <laughs> no. Uh, this was a Saturday Night Live skit, but I have never seen the skit, so so I had never heard the song before. But uh, when I found out it was a Saturday Night Live skit, it immediately made me want to uh, think negative about it. Why? Oh, I, I liked it when they did it. I saw it when it was first on and and i thought it was cute and funny you know it was i liked it they were all playing like toy instruments i think right when they did this yeah yeah Uh, yeah. so which jimmy fallon has stolen that and does that on the tonight show but uh yeah i think horatio sands 
sings it. Yeah, yeah, he sings it, not Jimmy Fallon on Saturday Night Live, right? But Horatio Sands seems to be the lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as the song performance, what do you think of a BJ? Cheap Tricks version. The Cheap Tricks. It's cool. I like it. It was a great choice, I think, to to do this for the album. Uh, it was a cool cool song to do. Uh, this kind of starts what what I call Easter eggs. There's a lot of like Easter eggs on this album, like mm-hmm. the way this song starts with the Clock Strikes Ten intro, but kind of yes. made, made Christmassy. <laughs> doing this song i thought it was going to be awesome and so this this is this is cool but it's i was expecting it to be better or funnier or something um but it's probably it was a hard song i think for them to turn into a cheap trick song and so i think they did a good job with it it was a fun choice to put on the record for sure Mm -hmm. but i think it could be more fun yeah i think i would give it a half because it was it didn't live up to my expectations where most of the record exceeded my expectations, this one I was probably expecting to enjoy it more. So, well, what's the deal with Robin singing so low on some of these things? I like. Yeah, it. I, th- I think Robin has shifted his range lower just because of the realities of aging and you know everything like that. <laughs> I like when Robin sings low. It makes it, he's got a, he's got a great voice either way you sing it. Mm-hmm. I agree though on this uh, this song. I was disappointed with the way Robin sang it. This is the only one on the album that I feel that way about, but I think I, like I said, I just was expecting to enjoy it more than I ended up enjoying it. So. Well, the weird thing is, is that what I want from the song, they actually do. It, it's it's in there, you know, when he does. I wish it was Christmas today. Yeah. That, yeah. That's awesome. But doing this David Bowie, like I don't care what the name is, you know, it's like, come on, man, just stomp on it, rock it, make it happen. So what do you give it, Ken Mills? I'm going to give it a half. You know what I think they should have done? Rick Nielsen should have sang this song. That's what I think. Would have made would have given it that kind of quirkiness that I wanted from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's weird. I would think that if anything was going to be pushed towards rock and roll radio, this would be the thing. Like, they should be on The Tonight Show at some point, right? Yeah, this is for people who know what this song is. People, anybody is going to be like, oh, Cheap Trick did that one? You know, that would mm-hmm. be, yeah, that would have been a cool thing to like 
try to get some attention for I think they really needed to get some attention for this CD because it's really good and I'm, more people should hear it, you know? I'm guessing that they recorded this song so that they could get on Jimmy Fallon and perform it. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was like a possibility for getting some notoriety or, you know, just get some media attention or something from it. But I, I really think that's the reason the song's on the album. And uh, But, you know, I enjoy it. Uh, I wish it would have been more full throttle, less the David Bowie voice, and more Robin voice, if that makes sense. Yeah. It was a great idea to do it, though. Oh, absolutely. Would you like to know my score? I would love (laughs) to know your score. I originally gave it a zero. Mm. But after I've listened to it several times and comparing it to what I would imagine that the original is, because I've never heard the original, but I've seen the skits with the little kitty instruments uh they made it better so i will give it a half ah very good well i think the joke of the song was that it was kind of stupid but it was still it wasn't so bad that it was bad it was still kind of decent but it was dumb and it you know it was they made it a decent enough rock song yeah so hopefully this will lead to some exposure and get them played on radio and stuff like that it will not (laughs) <laughs> and it has not. <laughs> I know, but that's the hope, right? So this track comes in as the Cheap Talk Facebook page's fifth favorite song off of the album. So they like this one better than they like the Move song, or the, excuse me, the uh, Wizard song. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you, Cheap Talk <laughs> Facebook people. <laughs> The next track is track four, Merry Xmas Everybody. Your thoughts on Merry Xmas, Everybody, written by Jim Lee and Naughty Holder. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> A.K.A. Slade. Yes. Yes. My second favorite band of all time. Mm. Um, guess who's my first favorite? But uh, yeah, this is has the Easter egg of the Hello Kitty's intro, which is great. And then, uh, you know, like I said, Slade are my second favorite band of all time, but this is not one of my favorite Slade songs, and I like this version more than the Slade version. This is great. Sure. I think it's awesome. So, Michael Butler, your thoughts? So BJ gives it a one. Yeah, I give it a one. 
See, I, I want to compare kind of what I've been, I did on this, on the scoring is compare it to the originals. If it's either better or not better, or the same. I don't think it's as good as the original. I, I, I think the original's better in my opinion. I don't know why. I mean, it's okay. I'm giving it a half. I too give it a half. Because Slades is better? Yeah, I, I really think that Slades is better. Well, I love Slade, but I've never really cared for this song that much compared to other, most of the other songs. So, yeah, It's kind of a typical Christmas tune, and it's kind of been played into the ground. It's like the one that they all you, you just hear it constantly during the Christmas season if you're listening to Christmas music on rock stations. So it's kind of been played to death. This kind of been, might have been one that Cheap Trick didn't really need to do, but they were influenced by Slade, so maybe they did need to do it. Yeah, they yeah they needed to to well, do it. I think maybe but... not influenced by Slade, but they got their name from what I heard Rick Nielsen say. They got their name of their band by watching Slade perform. That's one of the stories. Yeah, there's multiple stories. <laughs> Zeno <laughs> would definitely disagree with that. I heard Rick Nielsen say that at a, on an interview once. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, I think him and Tom were at a Slade show, and they said they're pulling out every cheap trick in the book or something like that. That's one story, yeah. Merry Xmas, Everybody comes in as the 11th favorite song. Well, they're redeeming themselves, in my opinion. Well, there you go. So what do you give this, Ken? I give it a half. Right. So what are we up to on our album scale so far? So far, BJ and I are both at three out of four, and you're also at, uh, you are at, wait a minute, BJ... No, what, sorry, take that again. You and I, Ken Mills, are at three out of four. BJ is at three and a half out of four. Right, uh, right. There we go. Our next track, Please Come Home for Christmas, written by Charles Brown Jr. and Gene Red, and it is the ghost of Oh Darling by the Beatles. Yep, I have that written down, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's because the Beatles stole Oh Darling from Charles Brown. Yes, they did. Right. It's definitely worth mentioning. Bears will be ringing The sad, sad news Oh, what a Christmas To have the blues My baby's gone I have no friends To wish me Again, 
this is uh, one of my favorite versions of this song, so Ken Mills gives this a high plus one. Oh, surprised. Mr. Cramp, your thoughts? Well, I don't like this song as a song, especially the version you always hear is the Eagles version, right, which I hate. Oh, that's right. Um, but this is a, a pretty good version of a song that I don't like. I would say that. And like you're talking about, oh, darling, Robin totally sings it just like Paul McCartney. There's one yes. part uh, specifically where he's mm-hmm. doing And that's like another Easter egg, I think, is he he tries to recreate Paul McCartney's vocals. And it's awesome. That part made me laugh because you could totally hear all of a sudden it sounded exactly like, oh, darling. So that was great. So that really made me that would probably make me give it a half just because that part made me laugh. That was cool. I liked it. So, yeah, I love it. So you're a half or plus one? I'll give it a half. I would almost give it a zero. I mean, I don't like this song, but but I I can get into this version of it. I think they did a good job and they made it. I love the way he sings it, like like Paul McCartney. So yeah, but BJ for their performance alone, man. Yeah, right. Well, that's why I give it a half because this would be a zero as a song. So it, it it because of their performance of it, it you know gets it up to a half for me. Michael Butler, your thoughts? I can't stand the Eagles version. I hate (laughs) it. Right. (laughs) But I like hearing Cheap Trick play blues for some reason. I was pleasantly surprised hearing them do like a really old sounding blues version, more close to the original, I would imagine, because I don't really know the original that well. But, and I, the, what, I like the song. I'm giving it a plus one. The only thing that I think they could have improved on, I would like to have heard Rick Nielsen go do a great blues solo and, and rip it up. But he, he he didn't come through on that part for me. But uh, I give it a plus one. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, like as an Easter egg, they could have all of a sudden made it seem like you were listening to Can't Hold On, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Because this was a really good chance for Rick Nielsen to prove how great of a guitar player we all know he is. Yeah. According to our friends over at the Cheap Talk Facebook page, this comes in as the ninth favorite song. Okay. Cheap Tricks Christmas Christmas. So very good. Our next song is Remember Christmas, written by Harry Nielsen. Long ago, far Dream of his only 
Butler, your thoughts on Remember Christmas? It's extremely boring. And I originally gave it a zero. But I listened to it this morning before I walked the dogs. And when I was walking the dogs, I found myself singing the song to myself. So I guess that must mean it's not a crappy song. So I moved my zero up to a half. Mm, Mr. Cramp. Well, what makes this song for me is the John Lennon Imagine part that Robin throws in, which Nilsson does not sing it that way. Right. And that feels like a really nice tribute. This feels like a nice tribute to John Lennon and to Harry Nilsson, you know? I agree. Which which I really appreciated that aspect of it. I th- I think it's really nice. I like it. So I'll give it a one. Huh. Yeah, I'm going to give it a plus one as well. Uh, you mentioned the Easter eggs and the, the John Lennon kind of vocal take. <laughs> you know, he does that part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really cool. And remember, Christmas comes in at the Cheap Trick Facebook page puts this at the seventh favorite song off of the Cheap Trick Christmas album, Christmas, Christmas. I think that's pretty pretty good placement. Yeah. So where are we at on our scale? That's a plus one for me. All right. You're at five out of six, Ken Mills. Uh-huh. BJ is at five out of six, and I'm at four and a half out of six. Now, if there's a dog on the album. Oh, oh boy. Go ahead. It's at track seven. And uh, Run, Rudolph, Run, written by Johnny Marks and Marvin Brody. This is a song that if it was eliminated from almost all of humanity, <laughs> I wouldn't miss it all that much. But it's it's just it's just not a good song. And every guitar player that, if they're going to play a Christmas song, this is the one that they try to do, and it just makes you want to drive off the road. Michael Butler, your thoughts on Run, Rudolph, Run? Well, I don't like it as a Christmas song, but I got to say, Cheap Trick made it better than anybody else's version, including Joe Perry's version and including Ted Nugent's version and including Chuck Berry's version. Mm-hmm. So I give it a plus one. They made it. This is the best version of this song I've heard, including Motorhead's version. I will so I agree it, with that. They completely improved the song. So to me, that deserves a plus one. Which is why I'm giving it a half, because it's Cheap Trick. So even though I don't care for the song, I still give it a half because it's Cheap Trick. And okay, it, so we all know there will be no zeros from Ken Mills on this album. <laughs> yeah, after what you just said. <laughs> yeah, but listen, it, it, like you said, this is Cheap Trick doing a lame song. It's still better than a lame band doing a lame song, right? Well, if it wasn't Cheap Trick, if this was... if this version of this recorded version was kiss recording was by kiss and it sounded exactly like this i'd give it a plus one there you go that makes sense whoever 
So the Krampus. In this version. <laughs> Please say that again, Michael. I stepped on you. If, if it was Chuck Berry doing this recorded version, I would have given it a plus one. It's, it's a good. That's a good version of a mediocre song. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a great version of a mediocre song. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Great way to sum it up. For that reason, I give it a plus one. Mm-hmm. And f- for as we celebrate Krampus this time of year, BJ, <laughs> BJ Cramp, your thoughts? I pretty much agree with everything you guys have said. Like this is the best version of this song, and but it's really hard for me not to give this a zero. But I guess I think I uh, I can give it a half based on. Rick gets to do some of the guitar work that Michael was talking about. And there's that little round and round cheap trick sounding part that they stick in there. And then at the end, I felt like they were doing like ACDC gang vocals at the end that are pretty cool. So they threw some little Easter eggs in that made it fun too. So it it is fun. Not to mention Xander sings it great. Yeah. But yeah, the song sucks as a song. (laughs) But I'll give it a half because they made it fun, you know? Yeah, I, I, I would say that uh, Chuck Berry and Cheap Tricks version are my two favorite versions of this song. And, uh, you know, I, I really like how you pointed out the Easter eggs aspect of this album because that's really where the fun is for me. I never even got the Easter eggs, so I'm, now I'm going to have to go back and listen to the album and listen for the Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you should make, you should do a post on the, um, on the notes of this and point out all the Easter eggs. That would be a good little um, thing for you to follow on to. Right. Yeah. That's a good job for Mr. Cram. Well, you know, you know the round and round part in this song. That I I was trying to figure out. I mean, they made it, it's a cheap, it sounds like cheap trick, but I was trying to figure out if it there, if it's like a, a certain song, mm-hmm. but I couldn't figure out what it reminded me of, but um, maybe a little bit of something out of Dream Police or something, but they yeah. just throw in that part. Well, well, isn't there that part in Mary Xmas Everybody track four where Rick does like the Dream Police kind of thing? I didn't catch that. Well, oh, you mean when Rick does like the part, like the where Rick is screaming? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> where all of a sudden Rick is doing that insane rant. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it's basically <laughs> yeah. the Dream Police thing. Yeah, know? right. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, there's a lot of those little things that they throw in. It's fun. Yep. So, according to the Cheap Trick Facebook page, they they ranked Run, Rudolph Run, as the fourth favorite song. Oh, come Off on. Of Cheap Tricks Christmas Christmas. Jeez, Look, jeez Louise. <laughs> I just, you know, like Casey, Casey what, what was it Casey used to say? I Ponderous. Ponderous. Ponderous, man. <laughs> Too ponderous. It's just fucking ponderous. <laughs> Will someone get Don on the phone? <laughs> anyway. Oh, 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 oh. Two. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Our next track, at number eight, is Father Christmas, a song that anyone who listens to classic rock radio should be 
Aware Of, written by Ray Davies. Cheap Tricks version of Father Christmas. To me, Father Christmas, the, the Kinks version, or the Kinks, the original Father Christmas, is the second greatest Christmas song ever written. I love the song. Um, the Kinks, whereas the Kinks made it more innocent sounding, Cheap Trick turned it into a more, much more anthemic song. And Originally, I didn't like it as much as the Kinks version. They slow it way down from the Kinks version. Mm -hmm. uh, but after further listening, I think they kind of improved on it a little bit. Well, it's weird. I was thinking about the different takes on the song, right? And whereas the Kinks version almost sounds like it's from the victim's perspective of the mugging. <laughs> Robin almost sounds like he's the guy doing the mugging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't know there was a mugging in it. I thought it was just a kid talking to Santa Claus. No, Father Christmas, give us your money. You know, so it's instead of whereas like the Kinks is coming from the person being held up. I don't think they're mugging Santa Claus. They're asking Santa Claus for money. Ah, <laughs> I always got the feeling that it was about you know getting jumped at Christmas. <laughs> so, Michael, your your rating is? I give it a plus one. Plus one. Mr. Krampus, your thoughts on Father Christmas? Well, this was an obvious choice, but I don't really think they did a great job with this song, personally. I, I much prefer the original, mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't know if this really works for me, because the original is so great that... I don't think the production is appropriate on this. Like that's the way I originally felt, but I changed yeah. mind. Very good. I don't, I'm not sure what score to give this. I love the song, but I don't know if this was if they should have put this on the record. Love it. In this love cheap form. version of the song. Not really. Would you go to the bathroom if you saw them playing this live? Would you go get up and go to the bathroom or go get a beer or would you no. stay watch them play? No. Speaking of them playing live, I saw a recent set list and they fucking did Run Root Off Run. <laughs> that's the song they picked off of this. The only one they played. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's I think that's the only one, right? 
That's lazy of them. Yeah, that that's disappointing. Oh, I would love to see this live. You yeah. Know, it, but I don't think, I don't like the, pr- I think the production is the main problem for me for, because it doesn't, it works on the rest of the album, but it doesn't work for me for this, this song. This song is the biggest rock song on the album. They made this a big rock anthem sounding song. I think there's a certain, whatever charm or whatever, however you would describe what the Kinks version has, had isn't the, here. The Kinks version was charming and innocent sounding, whereas they made this one right or big rock. Yeah. I guess I'll give it a half, but I, I, I don't think this is a great version in this incarnation of it. So You're not alone in that uh, score, by the way. Well, you're not going to believe where it came in, according to our good friends over at the Facebook. Number one, probably, right? <laughs> BJ, are you psychic? It must, you must be <laughs> using your Krampus powers, but at number one, Father Christmas. Probably a bunch of people that never heard it before and think it's a new cheap trick song. <laughs> Thank God that they didn't give it to Silent Night, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So our our score on this one, I, oh. I I give this one a half. Half, okay. All right, I'm 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 coming up on you guys. All right, next song. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Our next song is "Silent Night," arranged by Julian Raymond, Robin Zander, written by Franz Gruber and Joseph Moore. I love "Silent Night." I love this song so much. How is it possible that one of my favorite bands of all time doing one of my favorite songs of all time and it just doesn't work for me? And I I wanted, when I saw this, I was kind of excited because I wanted to hear Robin Zander sing Silent Night. And it just, it doesn't do it for me. And I hate to say that. I feel like a bad Cheap Trick fan. I feel like I should have my portions rationed and I should be put in the corner. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child. Michael Butler, your thoughts on track nine, Silent Night. I can't believe Silent Night's one of your favorite songs. <laughs> I If I never hear Silent Night again, it'll be too soon. I can't stand Silent Night song. That being said, they did kind of make it similar to Sleep Forever. Mm-hmm. But... Hmm. So dislike the song, I have to give it a zero. Ouch! Trick did it, and they didn't make it. It's still boring. 
even with the sleep forever, it just I don't like it. Zero. Bum, bum, ba, bum, you give it a zero or a half? I'm going to wait to hear what BJ says before I drop it on you. <laughs> well, this is more like Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> yeah, this is terrible. Waste. This is the worst thing on the record. And I mean, I guess they didn't want the album to be like one note, but they should have done a punk version of this. Just do a. A minute and a half long punk rock version of Silent well, Night. The Dickies did a punk rock version, and it actually yeah. sounded half decent. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're like, that would be just lame to do a it, punk version of it, but then don't put it on the album. <laughs> don't make it three minutes and 56 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Too long, boring, doesn't... Yeah, it's, there's nothing special about it. It's just boring and skip, you know? This is a skip button for sure. Zero. Yeah. You would go to the bathroom if you saw him playing this live. Yeah. Okay. Well, first off, that will never work on me because I'm not the kind of guy that's going to go to the bathroom at a concert that I paid to see. That's never going to happen. If if I am, there's something seriously wrong with me. But uh, oh, by a person who does not sneak beer into concerts. <laughs> that's that's true. This is my least favorite track on the album, and I wish that it just would have been. Just a simple thing with acoustic guitars, just Robin singing it straight instead of trying to do some sort of different kind of a thing. I, I, I really had high hopes for it. It just kind of falls flat. And if I'm going to hit skip anywhere on this album, keep in mind, I still like it because it's Cheap Trick, but it's just, it's not my favorite version of Silent Night. So, a zero. Ah, you do give it a zero. Good for you, Tim Mills. <laughs> I feel horrible admitting that. <laughs> it's, it's liberating. <laughs> it's it's tear-inducing, but I, I, I just know that, I mean, just if you would have told me the results would have been this, thinking about Robin Zander singing Silent Night, I, I, I would have been shocked. Someone loves it. This comes in no. as the number eighth most liked song. Oh, rather. I can't believe anyone voted for this as the best. That's insane. <laughs> That's the thing about opinions. We all have them, and they're all different, and God bless us each and every one. How's that for the hey. holiday spirit? <laughs> what you talking about? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, hopefully this won't lead to any fighting, but just in case, you know, our discussion of Silent Night leads to an argument, let's play track 10, Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight, written by <laughs> Joey Ramone. Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight. Merry Christmas, I
Mr. Cramp, since since you're in the Krampus spirit, would you please tell us your thoughts on Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight? But they took a Ramones song and made it a Sex Pistols song. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Robin seems to intentionally sing it like Johnny Rotten. Where it, <laughs> yeah, I can almost hear the conversation where Robin's like, I can't sing this like Joey Ramone. Let's just do it like the Sex Pistols. <laughs> and so, yeah, this is a great choice. And this is a great version of it. It's really different. And uh, this is really fun. I like it a lot. Definitely a one. Hmm. Mr. Butler. I don't think it's as good as the Ramones version. So comparing it to the original, it, it's a step down, or it's a half a step down to me. I love the Ramones version, so I have to give this one a half. I love the Ramones version as well. I'm going to give it a half. And this comes in... I'm going to guess number two. Well, let's find out. Actually, this one comes in as the least favorite song on the album because no one voted for it. Oh, oh yeah, that's what you said earlier. Oh, yeah, that's right. Not one single vote for Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight. Well, I like the Ramones version, too, but why did they make it a Sex Pistols song? Like, why do you think they did that? What's their... <laughs> uh, I would say that probably because Rick Nielsen laid down his, his guitar tracks before they did the vocals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That could be. That could be. It's also just could be uh, part of the fun of doing this album and doing it the way you want, right? Well, that's that's just that's kind of hilarious to <laughs> make it a sex pistol song. I don't know. I love that. I love it. <laughs> so, do we have our scores? Uh, yeah. Let's wait. We only have two more songs. Let's tally them up at the end. Okay, but I, but we logged in all three, right? I gave it a half. BJ gave it a one, and you gave it a half. Okay. All right. And now, to me, this is where the album really takes off for me. As weird as this sounds. Track 11, Our Father of Life. credit orders on that michael uh robin zander first writing credit rick nielsen and then tom peterson mm -hmm. all the originals are that order by the way yeah this is uh something i really love and i look at uh 
track 11 and 12 almost as one song. Yeah. Track 11 is like an intro, <laughs> basically. That's what it seems like to me. It it's it uh, it they kind of flow together very well. They they kind of flow together very well. I give this one a plus for sure. Michael Butler, your thoughts on Our Father of Life? You know, they could have made first of all, there's no Robin Zander vocals that I can hear in Our Father of Life. All it, it's boys choir all the way through. So that being said, they could have made this such a beautiful song by making it more like um, a "Love Comes," the Countryside Boulevard version, mm-hmm. with Robin Zander singing it on acoustic guitar, and then having the boys choir come in the later part of the song. It would have been beautiful. I think it's a stinker. I give it a zero. Really? There's no Robin Zander vocals in a Robin Zander song. Well, there are Robin Zander vocals, but it's Robin Taylor Zander. <laughs> it's weak. It's all boys choir. It could it's it becomes monotonous. It could have been so great. It had they had the potential to be so great. Because Love Comes is one of my all time favorite songs that Robin Zander sings. I love, love this could have been just like that could have been a great Easter egg, as BJ says. But to me that it just made it a, a dull song. Or similar to Time We'll Let You Know. Does that make yeah. sense? Well, yeah, this uh, uh, singing on this is Robin's daughter mm-hmm. and son and Tom's daughter. Mm-hmm. Looking oh, at the credits. See, I feel bad because they're because their kids are singing on it. Well, they're like grown, you know, they're they're not kids. So. Oh, <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, but yeah. Good. No, I don't feel so bad. Well, yeah, I don't I don't really get this. I don't really get it. I don't really know what the purpose of it is. It's pretty, but I don't really. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I don't even I don't even know about counting it as an individual track. It's just this like little interlude thing. But uh, it's over three minutes. Is I, it really? Yes, it's three minutes and twenty seconds long. I give you coal oh. in your stocking. You have been judged. I didn't even realize how long it was. Um because yeah. you didn't make it to the end of the song before you skipped it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would probably give it a zero. I don't really see what the purpose of it is. You're sitting around your kitchen drunk in your boxers. I don't know, BJ. I don't understand you, man. (laughs) I give this one a plus because I like to listen to it and look at the pretty Christmas lights as they twinkle. There you go. You heartless bastards. Did anybody pick this as their favorite song? How many people pick this as their favorite song on the album besides you, Ken Mills? <laughs> I act, it's not my favorite song on the album, but it does come in as number three wow. of their favorite <laughs> tracks. Aye, aye. To me, I feel that Our Father of Life adds something to the Christmas lexicon. It, uh, you know, the uh, Christmas music discussion, if you will. There's, there's something actually created new. And I I like it. But like I said, I also look at this as the opening of the next track. So that's just me. If you had heard Robin Zander singing the melody and the lyrics on acoustic guitar and then coming in with the boys choir, Mm -hmm. would you like it better? Absolutely. Beyond the shadow of a doubt, it would have pushed it to my number one track probably had that happened. What about you, BJ? Yeah, that would be, I guess. Oh no! So you wouldn't. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be that much better for you. 
Because yeah, there's a decent melody in the vo- yeah. in the mm-hmm. verse. It's just there's no Robin Zander in a Cheap Trick song. To me, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like a song. Through. It no, doesn't feel like a song. It feels because, like a little interlude. That is because the boys' choir is going all the way through it. Yeah. If Robin would have been a featured vocal, this could have been a serious. Should have been stripped down and then gotten big at the end. Or started. What comes. Yeah. Say say that again. It should have been stripped down and then big at the end, just like love comes. Or it could have started out big, then Robin sing a bit, and then they bring it all together. One or the other. But it, it would have it would have been a stronger holiday song had it been that way. And I think he thought it was clever to make the beginning of this song the entire next song, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, the entire next song made as the beginning of this song. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the next song, the title track, Christmas, Christmas. and Tom Peterson. Michael Butler, your thoughts on Christmas Christmas? Because they made this entire song, the beginning of the previous song, the lyrics on the beginning of the previous song are cheesy lyrics to me. And they're typical guess the rhyme lyrics. You know what guess the rhyme is, Ken? You can pretty much see what's coming along. You can pretty much predict the next word. Which which doesn't always work when you're listening to an Ace Frehley song because it could be something really ridiculous that you wouldn't pick. Right. So that makes it a good guess. That makes it not the guess the rhyme. The, the lyrics are still are are dumb in this song. They're not great. They're not clever lyrics. And I give it a weak half, verging on a zero, but I give it a half. Very good. I give it a plus one. BJ, your thoughts. Well, this one's been around for a long time. It's what it's twenty years old now, right? Is that right? Yeah, because it's it's from before the box set. Um, oh, is it on the box set? Is this version? It is on, on the box. Uh, no, this isn't on the box set. That come on Christmas, I think, is on the box set, right? Yeah, yeah. But they put this out as like a little fan club single or something. But even before the box set, it was this and come on Christmas, and uh, but this is a re-recording of it. And I don't think they should have redone it because I'll be the contrarian and say I like the original version way more than this version. I loved this, though, when it came out um, because it's just like a little punky, cheap trick Christmas song. Mm -hmm. But I don't I don't think they they definitely didn't improve it by redoing it. You know, the best part of this song is the fooling around they're doing at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. They have a little fun at the end. So you give it a what? Well, for me, the original is definitely a one, but this version would be a half because I like the original version more. So, if you let me ask you this: if you guys heard "Come on Christmas" on this as part of this album, how would you rate "Come on Christmas"? Mm. I didn't really like "Come on Christmas." I liked "Christmas Christmas" a lot more. Yeah, 
And I really did not like I Want You for Christmas or what I did I Want You to Want Me as a Christmas song. That was like last year or the year before or something. That was not good. I actually like Come On Christmas just because Come On, Come On is probably my my Oh, Come On, Come On is one of my faves. Yeah, yeah. Love so it. Love the that fact song. That they just did that, and they and it was recorded back probably around the same time as "Come On, Come On," wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So I like that. I don't think it would fit on this album, though. Yeah, but it should be on this album. If it was re-recorded with the quality that it, of you know the uh, sound quality of the rest of this album, mm-hmm. it would fit. I would like it. Right. All right. So let's tally up the store the scores, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right, Ken Mills gives a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight and a half out of twelve. Is that right? Yes. That's that's pretty good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight and a half out of twelve. That's a pretty accurate uh, scientific scoring <laughs> system. BJ Cramp give one, two. <clears throat> Three, four, five, six, seven, seven and a half out of twelve. And Michael Butler gives it a one, two, three, four and a half, five and a half, six and a half, seven, seven and a half out of twelve. So it's a winner. Seven and a half out of twelve. It's not great, but it doesn't suck. Right. I think there are a lot of people out there that would really enjoy this that don't know about it but i think it's too bad that they couldn't you know get this out there to more people because it's really good for what it is so did you guys think of any songs that they should have done on here that they didn't do or i'm actually surprised they didn't do happy xmas war is over oh thank god they didn't (laughs) communist (laughs) wait you don't like that song no, I don't. So this is Christmas. And talk about one that's burnt out. Didn't Wham do a Christmas song? Maybe they could have done a Wham Christmas song. Yeah, there's a Wham. Um, there's a George Michael or Wham one. I can't remember right now what it is. <laughs> Even though it's so obvious that we should all remember it. We've heard it a billion times. Oh, do they know it? That's the... Uh, oh, that would have been awesome. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that that's the... Uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, that's the the Bob Geld, the precursor to Live Aid, right? Yeah. Wait, are you guys talking about Last Christmas? I gave you my heart. The very next. Yeah, day yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, is that George yeah. Michael? Oh, yeah, that's the George Michael. God, thank God. <laughs> When's Michael Butler gonna do a remake of that song? When I told you that Father Christmas was my second favorite Christmas song, the best Christmas song ever written was written by me, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what song you're talking about. Flexa-pleasers started that, with, right? That's right. There's an American Heartbreak version, right? Yeah, the American Heartbreak version is not as good. My favorite Christmas song ever is I Believe in Santa Claus from A Year Without a Santa Claus. <laughs> you guys know that? Oh, what? Uh, who does that? I believe... I, oh, the, Everson Lake and Palmer does a good Christmas song. Oh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Father Christmas. Yeah. How, that's a good person. A good, is that, is that a, I think that's an original, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a good Christmas song. I, I can't see Cheap Trick doing it, but... So, I, I feel it's a fairly good rating as far as uh, albums go and Christmas albums go. I can't think of too many Christmas albums where I love every track that's on it. You know, it's uh, something to do with the subject matter, I don't know. 
I don't ever listen to Christmas albums. <laughs> no, me neither. I thought I was going to say the exact same thing. My mom used to play Christmas albums year round. <laughs> Fucking Beach Boys Christmas in April. <laughs> That's the time to listen to it around April's Fool's. So. <laughs> oh, right. Why don't you introduce this song, Michael? This is a song by a band that I used to play in a long, 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 long time ago that I sang on uh, and wrote. And it is the greatest Christmas song ever written, in my opinion. It's also the title of the song, too. Well, very good. What's the name of the band? Flexipleasers. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we wish you the happiest of holidays. We'll see you on the next episode of Cheap Talk, and we will leave you with the greatest Christmas song ever written with Michael Butler on lead vocals, The Flexipleasers. So, happy holidays. We will see you on the next episode of Cheap Talk. Right, BJ? Right. <laughs> celebrate Krampus, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Just celebrate today, whatever it is. Happy holidays. You are allowed to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. It's okay, Kim Mills. You're not going to offend anybody. Well, I thought I did. Merry Christmas to everyone, everywhere. All those people that were out there with guns preventing you from saying Christmas, they've been removed, so now you can say it. Now you can say Merry Christmas. Michael, thank you for being on this episode of Cheap Talk. Thank you for asking me, Kim Mills. And thank you, EJ Cramp. For Thanks, uh, Michael Butler. It was it was great meeting you in Nashville. It was great meeting. The, Had to bring it up, didn't he? <laughs> hey, hey, that was one of the greatest times of my entire life. Great times, contrary to popular belief. <laughs> there happens to be something called shy and introverted. Well, I love water you guys. under the bridge. It's water under the bridge. That's okay. right. I, I I love you guys. I want you to know that. Love you, Ken Mills. Love, love you, you too, Ken. BJ Crab! <laughs> you know, I smile on my face when I scream that, BJ. Yeah, I, I love it. I added it to the outro of my show. <laughs> yeah, it's there. Yeah. Austerity. Anyway, seriously, I, I do love you guys. All right. Well, you guys have a great Christmas, and thanks for letting me come on the show. I appreciate it. After the credits of this episode are some of the craziest uh, bloopers you're ever going to hear on this one, right, guys? <laughs> So you can hear what it's like here at the studio. So, <laughs> Listen to the ones where you're uh, dealing with the refrigerator crisis. Try to put it in. It'll be great. All right. Well, well, yeah, uh, if you, yeah, there's the stuff when you're not on the mic and me and Michael are talking. <laughs> so that's probably funny. Evil bastards. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Okay. Talk to you guys later. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Be good. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
And that's our show. Trick Chat is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made by fans for fans. Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to Cheap Trick or any of their members past or present. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes to buy it. If you enjoyed this show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying keep cheap tricking. You want to grab that phone, Ken? No, it actually says, you know, where you can see the, the name of the person. It says people's ass. <laughs> people's ass? Yeah. Is that like the people's elbow? <laughs> I don't know. But it, it's people association something or other. Oh. <laughs> people ass is the abbreviation. <laughs> people ass. Usually it doesn't just pops right up. That's what she said. Yeah, really. Oh, better? Not really. I don't know what's going on then. I mean, it's not horrible. No, it just sounds like you're in a bucket. Sounds like I'm in a bucket. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know hmm. how else to describe it. Can you guys talk amongst yourself? I gotta take care of something. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Did you say uh oh? <laughs> it's going yeah. to work. Stop oh. being negative. Oh, listen. Who's he talking to? It's gonna be stop being negative. What? Is he talking to himself, or is he talking to somebody else? He's telling somebody that's going to work, but not to be negative. So he's talking to himself. Oh. <laughs> well, you would never hear Ken be negative about Cheap Trick, right? So Maybe something's going on with his computer. Trying to listen. Listen to, I want to, well, I'll, I'll save it for when the show starts. But uh, yeah, there's, there's similarities between the first and second song. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh oh. Okay. What do you have to do? What does she need you to do? Uh, there's not enough room in the fridge, kind of a thing. It's one of the. Get all right. that Diet Dr. Pepper out of there. Oh, no, it's not in there. Um... <laughs> so you have to have a positive attitude about the refrigerator, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> You gotta have one about everything, otherwise you're screwed. Maybe you need a bigger fridge for Christmas. You, you have to give somebody in the family a pep talk to stay positive about loading the refrigerator. <laughs> Is that what? It, <laughs> Haven't you noticed that's like how life works? <laughs> you know, the not being able to load the refrigerator is actually a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Having too much stuff in the refrigerator, there's a lot. It could be a lot worse. Right. Yeah, they call it first world problems, right? Exactly. <laughs> no room in the fridge is first world problem. Yep, that's it's part of the uh, the blessings of being a bountiful country. You know what I would have done? What? If my wife was complaining about there's no room in the refrigerator, I would have went in there. I would have yanked everything off of the top shelf, threw it on the floor, and said, "There, now there's room." <laughs> All right. That's beautiful, man. Okay. All right, ready to get back to the skin mill? Yeah. That's if you don't want no, but okay. I do want the gravy. <laughs> There's no room for the champagne and caviar. 
Right. Dear, can we please clean the refrigerator after I finish the show? <laughs> Maybe you should tell her to leave the groceries in. You will load the refrigerator. <laughs> Fridge talk with freezer chat. <laughs> A fam- this is a real family dilemma in the Mills household. I There's no room in the William Perry. For... Everything going to be okay, Ken? It sounds like a family crisis. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. He's pissed. <laughs> He's not here. All right. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Listen, Okay. Is everything going to be okay, Ken? Yep. Sure. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> that was a very affirmative. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> BJ, your thoughts on Merry Christmas, darlings? <laughs> let me get. Okay, let me get it together. Um. Uh, oh, hold on a second. Let me check my poll. Hey, don't hear that every day, do you? Um. Uh, you do it at my house. It just popped up, like you said earlier. So, so, uh, I, I fuck it. I'm just done talking. I just can't talk today. The world rejoices. It's time for some chip talk. You're listening to Trick Chat. Until the crunchy chip bags are put away. What kind of chips? I don't know. She's almost completely done. What are your favorite kind of chips, Ken Mills? Snyder's of Berlin. You probably never heard of them. Pretzels? No. Okay, there's... This is going to be chip talk, I guess. Um, <laughs> in, in Pennsylvania, there was a chip family. No, there's a chip family called Schneiders. Yeah. And then they split off, and neither one of them changed their brand name. Wait, this, like like siblings split off or something? Yeah. Yeah. So there's competing like brothers with chip companies with the yes. same name? Yes. Are they <laughs> yeah. Are they similar recipes? Uh, well, there's only so much you can do with a chip, right? Well, it's a regular potato <laughs> chip. Well, yeah, and some do pretzels, and some do this, and some do that. But like, there's this, uh, there's this uh, really cool Hawaiian onion potato yeah. chip that they do that is just they do. Okay. fucking great. Chip I like the, I like the Snyder's brand of chips. I but I've only had the pretzels. I'm not a big pretzel fan, but yeah. The pretzels are just okay, but the regular Snyder's chips are they're the best chips in in the country. And I'll I'll put them up against anyone by God. And I miss I miss that they're down here uh, down here in Arkansas. We can't get them. Every once in a while, my sister will send a care package full of uh, stuff that you can only get in Pennsylvania. Anyhow, but Ken, Ken, you got to leave that in and make a little chip talk intro and have that, put that in there. Well, I'll make I'll, I'll as do a, as a bonus track at the end. Yeah, I'll I'll do like the bloopers at the end with a lot of crazy stuff. Um, 
You need to do the blooper. If you're going to do that, you need to get us talking about you while you're uh, addressing the refrigerator crisis. Yes. I'm can, a- you get, can you get Chelsea Epstein there to record a quick, quick chip talk <laughs> and make a little <laughs> intro? You've got to do it. you got to do it. I'll just I'll just punch in for you. You're listening to Chip Chip Talk. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> yes. Are they eating chips? They could be a guest on Chip Talk if they're if they're guest chip. on Chip Talk. Get those <laughs> chips out of here. Well, no one can open up a bag of chips quietly. It's just impossible. <laughs> just get your snack and move along. Yes, it will make the bloopers. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, you fucking brat! <laughs> <laughs>